Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. I am your host and the guy who got owned on the fishing lake this past weekend by his wife. You've heard me mention that she's not much for the outdoors. She's really not much for the woods. Loves to be on the water and she absolutely wore me out fishing this weekend. So I spent the majority of my time on the lake getting fish off of a hook but had a great time doing it. You are listening to episode number 50, five random turkey hunting tips. All right, 50 is a big number, but we're not really jumping up and down to celebrate 50 episodes of the Turkey Hunter podcast because we've actually done more than 50 episodes. We surpassed 50, oh, about nine or 10 months ago. So while it's still a big number and I'm still excited that we're at episode 50, there's no horns going off, no balloons flying in the air, no great big celebration other than you're going to get some really good content today. I'm going to talk about some turkey hunting tips that you newbies and intermediate level turkey hunters may be excited to pick up on, and hopefully you experts as well. I know anytime I go hunting with another turkey hunter, I always pick up another little tip or tactic that I did not know, and so I always enjoy going hunting with someone else because it's a learning opportunity for me, even though I've got 20 plus years experience in the turkey woods. Before we get into it today, we are 187 days, 10 hours, 10 minutes, and 52 seconds away from opening day of turkey season in Alabama. We are six months and one week away. Six months and a week. That's pretty dang exciting. It'll be here before you know it. If you think about it, football season will be over the first week in February. We all know how quickly football season flies by because we've got deer season mixed in the middle of that and really once football season ends once the Super Bowl is over I just have about five weeks before it's time to get in the turkey woods so it'll be here very quickly very quickly well I'm a little bit out of my element today for this episode because I am not in my normal recording studio it is being occupied by my mother-in-law who fell and broke her kneecap this past weekend, and so she's occupying my recording studio, which is also known as the guest bedroom at my house, and so I'm recording from my office. So you may hear the fax machine ring, you may hear the phone ring today, 
you may hear the fan blowing in the background, the printer start printing. You never know what you're going to hear in the background in today's episode, but we are going to run with it. And in fact, we're running with it right now. Okay, so here are five random turkey hunting tips that I want to share with you. These are tips that I picked up on over the years that have helped me either in a situation where I need to act or think quickly or even a hunting situation to where you go out in the woods and there's nothing going on, nothing but silence. We're going to talk about gear and we're going to talk about shooting as well. So let's get into it. Tip number one, to help ease the pain in your wallet, while patterning your turkey gun before season, ask your hunting buddies before you go to pattern your gun if they will sell you one of their turkey shotgun shells. If you're looking to change shells or you have a friend who says, oh, I shoot XYZ shell and you need to try that out, don't go and burn $25 to $100 on a box of shotgun shells that may or may not shoot great out of your gun. Ask your buddy to sell you a shell. He or she may just give you a shell, but if not, give them five or ten bucks for a shotgun shell. You're still going to save a bunch of money by not buying a box of shells that may not shoot well in your gun. So accumulate several different brands of shotgun shells and go to the range. Put a target out at 40 yards. And whichever brand of shotgun shell shoots the best, go invest in a box of those shells and shoot several shells at different distances at that point to see exactly what those shells do in your gun at those different ranges. And just like Wayne Fears shared with us in the episode that he was on a few weeks ago, you're looking for gaps in those patterns, and you're looking to see what that gun's going to do at 15 yards and 20 yards, just like you want to know what it will do at 45 yards and 50 yards. So once you find the shell that shoots best out of your gun by shooting the one shell that you buy from your turkey hunting buddies, then go and invest some money and buy a box or maybe two boxes of those shells after you realize that they shoot well in your gun. So this will help you to save a little bit of money compared to going to the range with six or seven brand new boxes of turkey shells and you walk out of the sporting goods store having spent $250 buying shotgun shells that you likely are never going to shoot again after you pull one from the box. So try that out. Hopefully that'll save you a couple of dollars. We're going to move on to turkey tip number two. Now, I learned this one the hard way. Quick drawing a turkey at close range is much more difficult than it is at a greater distance. Let me share with you the story of how I learned this. Several years ago, my turkey hunting buddy Todd and I were in the woods, and we'd gotten these birds roosted the afternoon prior to our morning hunt, which is when this story took place. And the next morning when we got into the woods, it was cloudy and dreary. There was a slight chance of rain, and we heard nothing that morning. But we were patient, and we stayed in the area, even though we had not heard any turkeys at all. We called sparingly. Todd was between me and the turkeys, and I was going to let Todd shoot. So we didn't know it, but the turkeys flew down and circled our setup, and... Around 8 o'clock or so in the morning, one of the turkeys gobbles, and he's about 75 yards from us. 
It was relatively early in the season, and the woods were fairly open, and so I can see turkeys up ahead moving and coming towards us. Rather than going ahead and getting my gun into position, I waited to see what happened. So the turkeys keep walking, and they come down the hill towards us. They're at about 40 yards, and they are in as bad a position as they can be in for me. Being a right-handed shooter, they're at about my 2 o'clock position. And they seem to be walking in a steady pace past us. So I call very lightly. And when I do, the turkeys turn and they start walking directly towards me. Now again, they're coming at me from the worst possible position for a right-handed shooter. And there are really no trees between them and me. So I have to wait. And I'm thinking that they're not going to continue to walk straight towards me that they'll veer to the left or veer to the right a little bit and give me an opportunity to position my body to get in a position to take a shot. But they didn't. They kept coming, and they kept coming, and they kept coming. This is the closest I have been to a male wild turkey in my life. But the first turkey stopped literally at the sole of my boots. And he stops, and he's looking around. I have no idea how in the world he did not get startled, even walking in, because I was not hidden all that well. I was not going to be the shooter that morning, so I didn't tuck myself away in a good spot like I normally would if I was the shooter. So I've got a turkey call in my hand, a gun in my lap, and a male wild turkey standing at my feet. And I'm thinking, what do I do now? So I thought, well, I should be able to quick draw him. He's this close. You know, if he runs off a little ways, that's really what I want him to do. I don't want to take a shot at him when he's three feet away anyway. So I throw the call down, and I reach for my gun. And when I do, that turkey takes off and begins to fly. The second turkey, which was not quite as close as the first one, started running away to my right. The turkey that was the close one, the first turkey, flies to my left. So I think, well, this is a much better shot opportunity. So I've got my gun in my hands, and I start to put the gun up to my shoulder, and I realize that's the direction Todd is in. So there I am, watching this turkey fly off that I literally called into my lap. So I'm going to save the rest of the story for another show, because this actually is the story of the Brokeback Mountain turkey. And I'll have Todd on the show one day again sometime soon, and I'll share the story of this turkey. But what I learned that day, and it makes perfectly good sense, is that if a turkey is that close to what it perceives to be danger, and you make a sudden movement, or you go to try to quick draw that turkey, its natural reaction is to get out of there as quickly as possible. Turkeys don't want to fly, but they absolutely will fly to get away from danger. And this turkey perceived the danger at three feet away, and did just what you would expect him to do. So what should I have done differently? Well, in hindsight, I should have waited until those two turkeys got about 20 yards from me, and then I should have gone ahead and slowly put the call down, got my hands on my gun, and then tried to quickly turn my body and shoulder my gun at the same time. At 20 yards away, a turkey's natural reaction when you go to quick draw one is to turn and run, not fly. I would much rather take a shot on a running turkey than I would a flying turkey, especially when that turkey is flying away from you and you cannot see his head. So, quick drawing a turkey at close range 
is not a wise idea. They are much quicker to react than you and I are, and they will win that battle just about every time. Okay, tip number three. This is one you don't hear a lot about, and I want to share it with you because just that. You don't hear about it very much, and it's actually a pretty good strategy if you can pull it off, and it takes some skill to pull it off, but it can be done. When the turkeys are hinned up very badly, and they're not gobbling, they're not gobbling on the roost, they're not gobbling on the ground in the early morning, they're not gobbling mid-morning, midday, or late afternoon, the woods are quiet, but you know you're in an area where turkeys are, and you're able to hear those turkeys fly up in the afternoon. If you hear a flock of turkeys flying up in the afternoon, then you need to mark that location of where those turkeys are, and you need to get in the middle of that flock of turkeys and sit down against a tree an hour before daylight the next morning. After you sit down, you're going to sit still, even though it's dark, and you are not going to make a call. Do not put a turkey call in your mouth. Do not get a turkey call out of your vest. You're going to sit there, you're going to move only your eyes, and you're going to wait. You're going to wait for those turkeys to fly down, and you're going to watch turkeys be turkeys. What will happen a lot of times is that you'll find that you're right in the middle of the action, and that when those turkeys fly down, you may end up with an opportunity to take that hand up gobbler when he flies down after his hands have gathered around him. You've got nothing else to try at this point other than waiting on the turkeys to fly down and start trying to call that whole flock of turkeys to you. Why not go ahead and get in the middle of them and get in the middle of the action? Sit there quietly, don't call, wait and watch and see what happens. They fly down and they walk off and you don't get an opportunity at that gobbler. Then you can pull your call out and start calling and imitate that boss hen and try to call her back in and pull that gobbler into your location behind her. And I know there's going to be some turkey hunting purists out there who are going to say, that's not turkey hunting. I want to go out in the woods and I want to call in a turkey and shoot that turkey. I don't want to bushwhack one. Well, I'm here to tell you that this strategy takes a lot of skill. The timing's got to be perfect. Your approach into the woods has to be perfect. Your setup has to be perfect. And the turkeys have got to fly down and walk past you within range. It takes a lot of skill and a lot of luck to be able to pull this off. One of the major keys in being able to make this work is that you've got to get into the area as quietly as possible. You don't want to walk in very fast. You don't want to make a lot of noise when you walk into the area. You want to approach the turkey's roost very quietly and very slowly. And you've got to do all of this when it's dark enough for you to be able to slip in there undetected and sit down against a tree in the middle of a bunch of eyeballs that can see you blink from 100 yards away. It's a tough thing to pull off, but you can do it. But this is an effective strategy, and you don't hear very many people talk about it. Give it a run and see what happens. Tip number four. Turkeys are often shocked into gobbling at passing airplanes, train horns, barge horns, loud tailpipes from vehicles, gunshots in the area, car horns, and lots of other man-made noises. Anytime you hear a loud, deep noise or a banging sound, it could be from a neighbor working on his fence or a neighbor working on his car or working on a tracker, stop and listen carefully for turkeys gobbling. I have had this happen, I cannot tell you how many times, when I've had 
some strange noise make a turkey gobble. I had it happen one day at one o'clock in the afternoon as a logging truck was driving down the road and hit a pothole and made a loud banging sound and a turkey gobbled at it. So how can we take full advantage of this little tip? Well, remember when you're in the woods to hunt. Hunt the whole time you're in the woods. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean don't be dragging your feet in the leaves, making a lot of noise while you're walking. Keep your eyes and your ears open the whole time you're in the woods. You never know when a turkey's going to shot gobble. And when he does, you want to be ready. You want to hear him and you want to get into position. Do you ever wonder how many turkeys you just flat out walk past in the woods because they're not gobbling? or because you don't see them. But if you're quiet while you're walking around in the woods, running and gunning, and if you're attentive and you're watching and looking, you will see and hear way more turkeys than you ever thought by slowing down a little bit and hunting. Keep your eyes and your ears open. And any time you hear any noise like that, whether it's a passing airplane, it could be a crow that's five or 600 yards away from you. Stop and listen. You'll be surprised at what all you can hear. Tip number five, Carry a spare pair of neutral colored socks in your vest. Socks are a great way to quiet a noisy box call. You can slip that sock over the box call or put it between the top of the call and the sides of the call to keep the top from rubbing on the sides and making a cluck or a putt or a squeaking sound as you're walking through the woods. You could place a sock over the head of your Jake or Strutter decoy while you're transporting it to keep you safe. Last but not least, you can use them for socks. If your feet get wet or your socks get wet, whether it's from perspiration or from that old pair of snake boots that you've had for more than a week and they start to leak when you walk through a field that has a lot of dew in it, once the dew is off the plants and things are dry, come mid-morning, sit down, take those wet socks off and put a dry pair of socks on. Make yourself comfortable. You're going to be out in the woods for a while. There's no reason not to be comfortable. All right, I hope that these quick little five tips have helped you guys out some and that you learned something today. If you want more tips just like this, and some of them might be a little bit better, go to www.iamturkeyhunting.com tips. And on the left-hand side of the page, there is a sign-up form. Enter your name and email address, and I'm going to send you my list of 101 turkey hunting tips. This is a great little cheat sheet for you to read and review before turkey season each year. It'll just help get your mind in the right place to where you'll be ready early season. And I think the chances of you learning a little something out of 101 turkey hunting tips is probably pretty good. So www.iamturkeyhunting.com slash tips. Enter your name and email address and you will get my 101 turkey hunting tips cheat sheet sent to you via email right away. All right, don't forget, if you haven't already done so, to subscribe to the show. Subscribing does not cost a dime and when a new episode is posted, you'll be sure to get notification of that so that you can listen to it right away. If you haven't already, please leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Also, if you have a topic that you would like for me to cover in an upcoming episode or a guest that you would like for me to interview on the show, shoot me an email, andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. I have gotten some great tips from you guys over the past year and a half, and several of those suggestions 
have already been made into shows. I want to give you more of what you want to hear. Your time is valuable. I know that. And I want you to get everything that you can get out of this show. So if you want to hear something, chances are you're not the only one who wants to hear it. Shoot me an email. Give me those suggestions. Again, if you've got a person you want me to interview, give me a name and a phone number if you've got that. And I will get that person on the show. Don't forget about my DIY Merriam's Turkey Hunt ebook, which you can pick up at www.diymerriamsturkeyhunt.com. Check that out if you want to go on a wonderful public land Merriam's turkey hunt. You will not be disappointed. That's all I've got for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.